Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Manday, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany. (laughs) I finished my matcha by now, so this show is going to be a lot zippier (laughs) than the the first show this week. It is Brown Ambition Question and Answer. You have questions, we have answers, but we're not your attorney, we're not your financial advisor, and we're not your mama, but we are two smart brown girls. On the interwebs with a podcast, um, and we like helping we people. We know a so. thing or two. Yeah, we do. We do. But take it with a grain of salt. A grain National best selling authors in the house. Come on now. <laughs> Career expert coaches in the house. Let's go. <laughs> some respect on our names. Uh, so we're going to answer some money questions this week. All right. First one's from Shayna. Hello, my husband and I had, my husband had a stint of medical issues in 2021. He's better. We are grateful for that. Um, and has insurance now, but at the time he had no insurance. We are now drowning in medical bills. His credit score has gone from good to fair. Do you have any recommendations on how to handle them when we don't have enough cash flow to pay them all right now? (sighs) Yeah, that's so tough. And I mean, the thing is like, it sounds like his medical condition his medical issues happened before he had insurance and i think that that's just like yay america just putting our citizens into debt by no fault of their own but yeah i think that medical debt especially when it's from a hospital i would say before anything um just be aware of your rights and be aware of your options Um, i have had family members successfully like get on the phone with their hospital and be put through. If they're super low income, they have like charity care options where potentially you may have some of your debt forgiven or if not all, um, or be reduced or be put on a payment plan. But I think the worst thing you can do is just ignore it and let it accrue. And then you feel like you're drowning, but actually like contact the hospital and say, here's the situation. I, I, I do not have the cash flow. I cannot afford these payments. What can I do? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like there's, um, ask specifically if they have a financial assistance policy. Um, like I know for a fact, I don't know what it is in other states, but I know because a friend of mine used this back when we were in college. Um, in New Jersey, they call it charity care to, to Mandy's point. So ask, they might have that. Even if you're not eligible, people can, you can still negotiate your bills that I did this. So I did not know I was allergic to black hair dye, but now I know, you know, um, and my face blew up like the movie, The Mask, Google The Mask movie um not with um Jim Carrey like the one with Cher and my face literally it, it all this liquid formed underneath my skin and it was it was scary I'm not gonna lie so I luckily lived down the street from the hospital I actually was born on 
St. Michael's in Newark. And I walked up the street. My mom was like, go to the emergency room. And I did. And because I had no money, so I was scared to go. I was, she was like, so you'd rather just pass away in your sleep. Okay, gotcha. So I walked up the street. They basically, it was an allergic reaction. They gave me um, the equivalent equivalent of um, Benadryl <laughs> in liquid form and then sent me to the to the pharmacy with a subscription, a prescription. And meanwhile, it was literally for Benadryl off the shelf. I was pissed because that prescription cost me a couple hundred bucks. So altogether, it was like, I want to say I owed like maybe $1,200 from that one visit, which I was like freaked out about. I didn't have any money. So I called them and I was like, <laughs> and they got it down to $800, which I didn't have, but I was able to at least start paying on it. So I say all that to say, you know, the truth is I probably did qualify for charity care, but I didn't know at the time to apply for it. I just called the hospital directly and said, I don't have it. Can you help me? And they were like, well, we can do this. And I said, okay. You know, so definitely. That's the key is like using that phrase charity care. Yes. You know, charity there was this like viral TikTok. I remember at the beginning of the, the, I keep saying the recession, the pandemic, there was this TikToker, I think his name was Jared something. And he was going viral because he himself had gone through a lot of medical issues and had so many bills. And now it's his whole mission. Like he has a nonprofit or he started one, um, helping people, helping advocate for patients to apply for charity care and actually help them apply. And that it, there sometimes is an application and like how to navigate that process. And so I quickly found his website that he started. It's called Dollar Four, like the word dollar and then F-O-R. And right on his site, you know, we crush medical bills. You can click get help and go through the little tool. They'll ask Love you where it. the bill came from. It's not a bad place to start, you know, yeah. but at least knowing what your options may be. And, you know, if you're truly financial, this is, I mean, bank medical debt is like the cause of the majority of bankruptcies, mm -hmm. personal bankruptcies yep. in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's a shame because you may not have to let it get to that point if you have these other options out there. Yeah. For one thing, don't do Shana. Please don't put it on your credit card because then it goes from medical debt to credit card debt. So just keep that in mind. Anybody who's listening, but Shana especially. And remember that it's not as urgent as the other, of your other bills. And and to Mandy's point, they um there's nonprofit help. So there's also a dollar four and also consider it's called the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. It's a nonprofit and um, you can sh share with them what you're going through and they can help you navigate that process as well. And these are nonprofits. So you're not by yourself. This is a really good question. I don't know we've, we've ever answered a medical debt question. So I'm glad you asked it, Shana. So we wish you well. We're, we're glad that your husband is better now. You know, we want to make sure your finances are better now too. Do, do you want to mention really quick too, you mentioned credit or just like putting it on credit, yes. but medical debt, it's not that in terms of like, cause you know, she mentions her husband's credit, how it's gone from good to fair, mm -hmm. but haven't there been some recent changes to how credit scores are calculated that medical debt or um, unpaid medical debt or paid off medical debt is not as big of a factor in your credit score anymore? Absolutely. According to CNBC, as of July 1st of this year, your medical debt may no longer hurt your credit score anymore. So it's not unpaid medical debt, because certainly if you're behind, you will have to pay. But if you've paid off medical debt, um, that was sometimes weighing down your score. So if you've paid off medical debt, um, the, the three largest um, credit, credit um, bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experience, are removing cleared medical debt from consumer credit reports um, beginning July 1st, 2022. So we've passed that time, which is, you know, which is good news, I guess. I mean, you know, you paid it off, which is great. But um, yeah, so if you, you'll have more time before unpaid medical debt also is reported on your credit report. So 
typically um, it's increased from, let me see, what does it say? Unpaid medical debt that is currently in collections for one year were reported. So before it used to be six months, like 2017, the law was um, six months, you know, it's going to be reported. Now they're going to give you a whole year to be behind. So that's actually really good too, because they understand that medical debt is not as a result of you being financially irresponsible. Yeah. And then starting in 2023, um, according to CNBC, um, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion will also no longer include medical debt in collections under $500 on your credit report. So that's good too. I'm going to say that this is definitely those things where you should be on top of it. You know, if you know that you have paid off some debt and it's still like check your credit reports once a year. Speaking of which, I should probably check mine. I haven't done it in a minute, but check your credit reports. And if you still have medical debt there, then I would say get some records and keep the records of it. Like ask your hospital or whoever, the debt collector, whatever the agency is, get that letter that says that it's been settled or paid off or whatnot. Um, and then, you know, show that to the credit reporting agencies and see if they can expedite or, you know, if they haven't actually taken it off your records yet, be like, hey, here's a CNBC article. You're supposed to do this. Here's my proof. What's happening? Because I think that's some of the, that's sometimes what happens is like the, there's like a lag between when something should be happening and when it's actually happening. Definitely be on top of that. And Shayna, please keep us, you know, updated on what happens, what you guys decide to do. Feel free to send us another email. Um, and you guys, if you want to send your questions and reminder, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and submit your question through the website. You can also DM us directly. We are at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. We'll take a quick break. Yeah, and come right back with a question from a listener who wants to know about ooh, private student loan debt. Let's do it. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, BA fam, y'all know when it comes to financial advice, you have to trust your source. That's why you listen to Brown Ambition, right? And when I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. I've been a longtime fan of NerdWallet. In fact, I almost worked there a couple of times because when it comes to financial experts and writing, they really know how to give you the best reviews of financial products. I honestly wouldn't sign up for a credit card today if I hadn't looked at a review on a site like NerdWallet myself. And honestly, if y'all haven't learned about NerdWallet, you're missing out. And with their help, what could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access, wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms of each credit card issuer apply. 
All right, VA fam, we are back with another one of your questions. This question comes from listener Kim, who hit us up on IG. Kim says, hey, Mandy and Tiffany, I'm a new listener to your podcast. Thank you for all you do. Your podcast is everything. Thank you, Kim. My dilemma is with Navian. Shake my head. I've been paying $525 a month on a $21,000 loan from 2007 that is now has a current balance of $37,000. My balance isn't going anywhere. Can you guys recommend a great company that I can refinance my private loans with? Whew. When she said private, it made sense. Yes. Because <laughs> like, I was like, Ouch. when she said refinance, I was going to say... We don't recommend around these parts. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. We don't recommend <laughs> over, around here refinancing your um, federal student loans, especially, you know, like that moratorium saved plenty of lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have federal loans, that means when things happen with the economy at large or whatever, you know, you potentially can have assistance and aid. You know, we'll know by August 31st whether or not there's going to be an erasure of some student loan, private, I mean, um, federal student loan debt by the federal government. So there are, there are protections that are in place for federal student loans and you cannot refinance with the federal government. So if you refinance a federal student loan, you refinance out of federal protection into a private loan, but that's not what's happening here. Like, this is great. So we just want to make sure that like you under, like what advice we're giving to Kim is because she's going from private to private, not private to federal. Yeah. And let's be clear too. People who have private loans, and whether that's credit card debt or a personal loan, that's not maybe an, or an unsecured loan that's not a fixed, uh, doesn't have a fixed rate, or a private student loan, you know, you're susceptible to those variable interest rates. And with the Fed increasing rates, debt is getting so much more expensive. So I think this question is really timely, Kim, because if people out there you have private student loan debt and you haven't refinanced it yet because rates are increasing, I mean, check your rate and see how much more it is, and then definitely shopping around to see if you are eligible to refinance. So just in a nutshell, when you refinance, you are basically getting another lender to cut you a check for the debt that you owe. And now you owe a new debt to that lender. And the idea is that you're going to have a lower interest rate. So it's going to be less expensive debt than what you had before. Sometimes you can negotiate other terms, like maybe if the term of your loan, you have to have it paid back in I don't know, 12 years, maybe you can refinance it and they'll give you 20 years, which will make your payments uh, smaller. That being said, when it comes to student loan refinancing, I think the important thing is to understand you can shop around and compare rates. So just like any other kind of loan, that's my first thing I would recommend. You can go to a website called Student Loan Hero. There's also credible.com. These are two student loan marketplaces. Full disclosure, I used to work for. I was, I managed the content team behind Student Loan Hero, but they are one of the best, okay? Uh, but they have a marketplace where you can search for, especially lenders that'll let you like get pre-approved or pre-qualify, which means they'll do like a soft pull, which won't go on your credit report. And then they'll give you like an example of a rate that you may get. And that could help you um, just shop and compare different lenders and just make sure that you're you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yes, refinancing is probably going to be I don't know what Navient's um interest rate is. Obviously, the number one rule with refinancing is make sure you get a lower interest rate. But make sure it also makes sense. I would also compare cuz Navient should have some sort of statement that says this is how much you end up paying in the end if you if you continue to pay whatever your 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 minimum payment is. So I would also compare like how much more, because to Mandy's point, you might go from 12 years to 30 years, but does that mean you're going to tack on another $10,000 on your loan? 
So first and foremost, can you get a lower interest rate, but then what it's going to cost you overall? And then you just decide whether or not it's worth the cost and then mosey on over. Also too, make sure you're not trying to buy a house or a car anytime soon, because this is going to be your hard pull when you finally decide to move forward with whatever. So make sure you don't have any other need for your credit in the next few months, like major need, like a house, you know, you don't want to, you know, you know, you know, you're, I don't want your realtor cussing us out. Like what the hell? <laughs> That's the worst I don't thing think do. they would. <laughs> Excuse me, my name is Becky. I'm I'm Kim's realtor, yeah. and on August fifteenth, you gave her some shitty advice. Yeah, so just be mindful of that because sometimes people don't think because oftentimes people are trying to get their student loans together because they want to purchase like a home or something, which is great. So if you're six months to a year out or whatever, fine. But if it's in a few months or a few days, not fine. So just keep that in mind too. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else she should look out for. You know, be clear on whether or not you want a, a fixed rate or, or a variable rate. Variable means it can go up and down. Right now, a fixed is probably the way to go um, because of the fact that the Fed is continuing to raise rates or it looks like they may. What else? You know, starting, I know that right now you're feeling like $37,000, you know, this balance is not going anywhere. If you can, if you can get to a place where you can start you know, contributing more to the loan, um, looking for additional sources of income. I mean, that's the way to chip away at it much faster. I know it feels overwhelming, but increasing income or finding additional streams of income is going to be like the real um, that and being able to reduce your your rate. Obviously, those are the two best ways to, to tackle that student loan debt, the private student loan debt um, as soon as possible. But you're not alone. Miss Kim, and thank you so much for sending your question in. So that's our show for today. Hit us up on all of our socials, Brown Ambition Podcast on Insta, the BA Podcast on Twitter, and brownambitionpodcast.com. You can ask us anything, anything, anything. And I can't promise we're going to get to all of them, but we will get to as many as possible. We like to switch between like money questions, career questions, your financial questions at large. Um, yeah. And business questions for sure. I like answering those. Um, so yeah, if you have business career, money question, life question, child, we can even do some of them. <laughs> Just be anonymous. We won't put all your business out there. Yeah, okay? But do a fun name. If you're going to be anonymous, say sassy in Seattle, something, you know, we like to do those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tiff, we'll go get some rest, rest of vocal cords. Thank you for making it through the show on the men from COVID and all, but still looking fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And we will see y'all next week. Bye, BA fam. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.